Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Go Getter podcast. I am Tyler Van Winkle, and I'm sitting alongside my co-host Christian Cassiano. So this week we decided to do something that we don't do very often, and that is read a book. Uh, we decided to both choose a leadership book and at the end of the week come together to kind of discuss the different leadership traits that we learned and, uh, you know, just basic leadership traits. So, Christian, go ahead, take it away. Tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah, so, hey, guys, um, I decided to choose the book called The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. Um, this book honestly focuses on different leaders within successful organizations across North America and the world, actually. Um, he takes a very ethnographic, ethnographic um, way on, on his study of these different organizations. And some of the organizations he studied included the Navy SEALs team, San Antonio Spurs, um, and Disney Pixar, actually. So he, he did a good job of... Um, studying how they operate and what makes these leaders in these groups um, tick and how they make different groups tick. And then, honestly, he took a very unique approach to the book. Um, he broke the book down into three different sections in which he believes how these leaders created a cohesive group environment and how they led their, their group. Um, he, gave, he, he named three different skills, and so uh, I'm going to name these skills off to you. Skill one was build safety. Skill two was to share vulnerability, and skill three was to establish a purpose in what you want to achieve. Um, throughout this podcast, I'll be going through more of this, but for now, I want to hear more about my co-host book over there. So, Yeah, that sounds like an interesting read, especially um, you know when you start talking about worldwide leaders and how they've taken different approaches to leadership. So the book I read was Tighten the Lug Nuts by Rocky Romanello. So he kind of took a very distinctive approach to this book. Um, a quick overview without, you know, giving away the book. He has a, uh, a businessman that is on his last flight home for retirement. So the book is very event-based and kind of just talks about the, you know, the current events he's actually in, like on the plane home, uh, deciding what to do for retirement, things like that. But it also... You know, on the plane ride home, it was a five-hour flight. He's reflecting on his career and the different events that took place that's kind of led him to be the leader that he is and uh, just kind of took that approach. It's a, it's a very unique read and, and something I actually really enjoyed. All right, now that we know a little bit about the uh, books that we chose to read, Let's, uh, let's hear a little bit about what you learned, highlighting what leadership is. Yeah, so from the study that my author did and the overviews he gave and the stories he gave, I kind of gained a general knowledge of what a leader was from his viewpoint. And what he said was, like, a leader is a person who is able to bring a group together and make them perform in a certain standard, no matter the situation. Um, honestly, from what I took from the book, a leader makes someone feel like they belong, and they, make, they set a standard for the group. So they have a, a group in total. They set standards for the group, but they also make people feel like they're important and make people feel like they can attain the goals of a group. Um, and honestly, another thing that I took from the book, and the author stated this as well, is a leader is something you are, not something you do. I don't know if you agree with that, but that kind of hit home on, the, on that point. Yeah, I think definitely a big leadership trait is making, the, like, making others around you feel important. 
once other people feel important, their their uh, you know jobs and uh, the activities that they're doing within your company or your team organization, whatever it might be, like significantly improves and makes them feel like they are wanted there. Yeah, and I feel like when someone feels like they're wanted and valued, then their productivity raises, and the whole the whole sum of the group the it just raises and your group is more valuable. Um, so now that we talked about my book and what I learned about what leadership was, what do you, what do you think leadership is? So Rocky Romanello really hit on live your values and set the tone from the top. He was a CEO of a company, a multi-billion dollar company. So he kind of has learned this throughout his career. Um, from the beginning, he really tried to show others the values that he believed in and followed them. So, you know, that was kind of his big hit in the book. And another thing is like what you learn first, you retain the longest. So that kind of goes back to him showing his values from the get-go to his, uh, you know, to the people around him and the groups that he was leading. And then lastly, I think to become a leader, you must continue to evolve throughout your career things and you have to be able to adapt to change it's always life is always changing around you he went through the uh, technology phase so he needed to you know develop his skills in technology rather than you know relying on the tech guy things like that so it's kind of something i thought was really interesting especially our age people you know we grew up in the tech the tech field so in 30 years what what will we have to do to continue evolving yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with his point of following your, your values because what kind of leader would you be if you're not following the values that you believe in? You need to follow what you believe in and lead by example with those values. And I also think it is important to constantly adjust to the modern time because things are definitely changing 24-7. Like now, we have a pandemic going on and the leaders have to learn how to deal with the pandemic and, there's just more things that are going on within society. So I do think it's important to, to lead into that and, and always adjust. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're talking about the pandemic, I mean, leaders at the top of businesses and organizations and teams are, you know, getting different guidelines and rules each and every day. So they just got to continue to keep people, you know, focused around them and, you know, get the job done. So uh, next here on the podcast, we're going to take a little break. Next, we will be talking about what good leadership means and what makes somebody a good leader. All righty, welcome back to the Go-Getter podcast live from Normal, Illinois. We're going to jump right back into our leadership books. Christian, what did your book hit on to show what good leadership means? Honestly, my, my book hit a lot about this topic. Um, the main thing that I took from this was that good leadership means the ability to create inclusion and cohesiveness amongst a group. Um, a good leader is able to make a group tick and find different ways to make a group tick. Um, also, a good leader is very personable and knows a line between per being personable and being a leader as well. But I feel like it is important when you are a leader to be personable with the people you work with and make them feel as important as you. Um, because if somebody feels that important, then they will do as much as you ask them to do. And I don't know how you feel about that, but that's honestly what I took from what good leadership is. 
Yeah, and kind of going off of that, I think it's someone who adds immediate value as a trusted advisor, mentor, and visionary for the group that you know they're they're ahead of, and just kind of goes to show that kind of goes back to the values piece and shows what what they really believe in and kind of instill that into others. So throughout my book, um, good leadership kind of meant that leaders are staying relevant throughout you know their career. You know, it's hard to take a day off as a leader, especially, you know, you can't really get bored with it. You're 10, you know, 10 years into a career, things like that. You can't get relaxed. Um, you know, another piece to that is you have to challenge yourself each and every day to maximize your potential so that you can inspire and maximize the uh, potential of your employees or the others around you. I think also, you know, when it comes to that and comes to being personable with employees, you know, you can disagree, but you can't be disrespectful. That goes to show, you know, employees and do they want to work for you? Do they want to be there for your company? Things like that. And then lastly, I think a good piece to this is, you know, you know when to discipline, when to celebrate and when to be in the background. There's a time, you know, when things are going sideways to be there, step in that fun process of the firing or discipline, things like that, but also there to celebrate with your people when things are going good and they are hitting, you know, achievements and goals and things like that. And then I think there's a time to just be in the background and let people do their job. And it kind of instills that trust factor again into your employees and the group around you. Yeah. And honestly, what you just touched on with like celebrating and knowing when things are right and what to do it. I honestly feel like it highlights what we're going to talk about next and what makes someone a good leader. Um, I mean, within my book, I figured out that, um, like he, he listed a bunch of attributes that make someone a good leader. Um, the ones that I, that I uh, related with the most were obviously be personable and get to know people. Um, one anecdote he gave in my book is when he was shadowing Greg Popovich um, obviously, Coach Pop is well known within the NBA community. Um, he's very personable. He gets to know all his all his um, all his players on a personal level. He takes them out to dinner. And the one example he gave was when the Miami Heat beat them in the NBA Finals. And instead of instead of go, going home and packing the bags, he brought his his team to a steak dinner and to wine, and he treated them and asked them and just brought them together and. What this led to was in the following year, they ended up winning the championship because they felt as close as ever. Um, another thing that I felt was uh, very important that a good leader does is um, a good leader previews future connections. Um, making small connections about something that could happen in the future is very important because you need to make someone feel like they have the ability to get to where they want to be. Um, one, one example that I can give from my book was the St. Louis Cardinals um, minor league team, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals minor league team would relate to his players and he would say, hey, look, do you see Adam Wayne right on TV? Just a couple years ago, I was coaching him down here. So if he can do that, you, anyone of you guys can do that. So I think that's important as well. And, and finally, um, I think that uh, a leader has to spotlight their fallibility. Um, I think they me need to make it known to their to their teammates and people that they're leading that they're vulnerable as well and they're not perfect. Um, they need to open up to people and confide in them. And
and show their vulnerability, you know? Yeah, Christian, those are some uh, pretty good points there. Very interesting. One question, when you go back to the Greg Popovich event, do you, you think he picked up the bill that night that they lost? Oh, yeah, I definitely think he did that. And honestly, now that you say that, one thing he did say is that he picked up the bill and every single time they went out in every single city, he would pick the restaurant and pick up the bill. And also, I don't think that Ray Allen shot helped at all. Yeah, very, uh, very interesting. Pretty, uh, pretty cool, though, you know, the leader that Coach Pop is. And, man, players love playing for the Spurs in that organization because of him. So going back to my book, what makes somebody a good leader? I think a very important trait is be visible, available, and approachable. You, some people just, you know, when the CEO walks in the room, it's, you know, they're real shy. They just don't feel comfortable. Like being a good leader, you want everybody to be comfortable around you and just kind of show that, that trust that you have in people and, and really like show that there's no barriers to communication. I think that's kind of a big one when it comes to having a CEO or manager and things like that, that people can come and talk to no matter what, whether things are going good, bad, or in between. And then I think when no one's watching, that kind of measure or measures your true character. It kind of shows that you're not just doing things to be seen or be good in the public eye. Like you really value your beliefs behind closed doors when no one is there to watch. Um, kind of brings us back to like simple acts of kindness too. You know, it allows you to connect with people on a human level, inspiring loyalty and instilling confidence in them. And then lastly, this is a really big one for me. And I really, you know, think every good leader has this trait and it's let others sing your praises and stay humble. You know, people around you see the good that's going on and things like that. You don't have to, you know, praise it yourself, things like that. Let others around you be the voice and really show, you know, that you guys are uh, having success. So Christian, after, you know, hitting on some pretty good, pretty good points about what makes somebody a leader, let's kind of transition to some of the things we've learned this semester, we are both actually been fortunate enough with the opportunity to be sport management graduate assistants at Illinois State. So we've kind of learned about, you know, sport industry, things like that throughout the year and different different leaders and leadership styles, things like that. So is there anything that kind of sticks out to you that your book really hit on? Oh, uh, yeah. Something that related to my book and something we did in class was one of the weeks, it was a week, it was actually September 14th Sports Business Journal article and um, talked about Larry Tannenbaum and obviously Larry Tannenbaum hits home with me because he owns the teams that I'm a fan of. He owns all the Toronto sports teams. Um, the SBJ focused on how Larry Tannenbaum was a leader and his traits and how he worked hard and he, he went through the whole process to become an owner and it, it all paid off with an NBA championship last year. But um, honestly, the SBJ talked about how you would get to know every single one of his employees, no matter who it was at, at Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Um, this relates to a lot of what we were talking about, of being personable. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a coach, a player, a ticket salesman. Um, he got to know the people, and everyone that talks about him speaks 
amazing about him, saying how he cares about them and how he encourages them to be a, a successful, cohesive group because they feel valued and part of his family. And another thing is, is he runs his sports teams like how he believes in, in, in his beliefs, like you s said earlier, like run, run a program with what you believe in and don't sway off of that, you know? Yeah, I think that's, you know, like I said earlier, that's very important. You know, you're really showing your beliefs from day one and you, you start to instill that in the people around you, which creates a, a culture that can't be replicated. So going back to like what we learned this semester, I think one of the big things for me was emotional intelligence, which kind of hits on self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, and relationship management, which kind of goes back to what are you doing for the people around you and how are you making them feel? Um, I think that when it comes to like relationship management and social awareness, you have to be aware of how people feel around you. And then it kind of reflects that relationship management. Like now that you can understand how people feel or how one action made them feel like now, how can you manage this with them? And how can you connect to make the situation better? And then it also goes back to looking at yourself. It's you got to learn and grow from challenges within. And that can be, you know, very small challenges of procrastination and just being able to realize that you do you did procrastinate like now how can I fix it so and it also you know kind of goes to it could be stress related it could be different emotions I mean any emotion really and then just understand how to fix that and be able to really grow from the challenges around you Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's important to be aware of every situation and what can be going on. Um, so let me ask you, how do you think what we read can be applied to other sports professionals? Yeah, I think this is a good one. Um, being within a college basketball program, I think, you know, leaders of programs, I like the open door policy. You know, the door is always open for communication. I think that's really big. And it kind of goes back to there's no barriers to communication. The more talk and discussion that people can have together is, you know, really leads to a good culture and, and things like that. I also really like this one, and it's don't let important things become urgent. You know, this process can be broken down in many ways. For instance, like basketball coaches, you know, you got to plan practice. Practice planning is very important, and it can be done, you know, hours before practice. But if you wait, you know, until an hour before practice and it's not planned, now it becomes urgent. Now it becomes things that are rushed and not as good as they could be. So don't let important things become urgent. You know, now that's kind of like in a professional life. Uh, Christian, what do you think about sport professionals in their personal life becoming leaders? Uh, I just think you need to make yourself open up. You need to be available to everyone, you need to be available to the people around you and you need to be aware of the people around you and in the situation. Yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of goes back to the emotional intelligence piece and just have that social awareness about emotions around you. So that, uh, that wraps up our podcast on leadership and the traits to become a leader. Thanks for listening.